We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's June. It's June 2nd. It's 2021. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am joined by the Drizzy Man. Dre, what's happening, my friend? No, much. We're doing pretty good, Stevie. Just got a little um, sweat going on with baseball. Third place for our 100K on FanDuel. Hopefully it turns out well. Um, but other than that, just you know, trying to hang in there and start the month off right. My birthday month so hopefully this has some good luck all right um birthday month indeed and i don't know how you run hotter than you did um in may so hopefully the birthday month um crushes for you because um you're you're on a little bit of a hot hot a heater we'll, we'll call it a heater um like to see you crushing man i hope you keep it up here thank you i appreciate it yeah i don't know how either just I just I just try to do my best and you know just follow the statistics and go from there. All right, um, eight games. Let's break it down and um, yeah, we get started with Minnesota at Baltimore. This game's currently sitting at a nine and a half total. It's Davinek against. I guess it's going to be Matt Harvey, is what it sounds like, but we don't know how long he's really going to pitch into the game. Um, any interest here in Robbie Dominic? Uh, sorry, sorry, I just got it. Sorry, I just have to bring it up real quick, but not, not, I mean, as a cheap pitcher, um, you could possibly play him, but I, I probably honestly am not going to. Um, I don't think there's no need. He hasn't gone what more than he, he's gone a few, at, um, sorry, he's gone a few 
innings, but nothing's special to me you know, as far as fantasy-wise. His last outing wasn't too great against the Kansas City Royals. And I know Baltimore, um, they're actually playing well tonight, um, probably surprising a lot of people. But um, but I think Baltimore is a sneaky team that has some, has some power on there. And so I don't think he's someone I can see myself getting to tomorrow at all. Yeah, overall, you know, Dominic is a guy with a low strikeout rate. He's not a big K guy. Um, it is only an eight game slate, but I don't think we're going to play a guy with a 15% K rate. So I'm going to pass on Dominic, and it, it's really uncertain how far um, Harvey's going to go to this game. So, you know, Harvey, 18% K rate, really struggling um, just in general here. I'm probably going to pass on um, Matt Harvey as well. Um, any thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm not going to probably play him as well. Um, I just don't see a need to. I think that I, there's going to be some other pitchers probably in other games. I think I might want to get to more, um, especially uh, with the way we have this league going. Um, I think that's where I'm going to go. All right, let's talk bats in this game. Um, anything standing out to you for the Twins? Uh, for the Twins, it's like the pretty much – we said Dominic is going to be the pitcher, so I mean, I don't, I would definitely um, don't mind targeting some of the uh, twins for sure. Um, I definitely like uh, if Nelson Cruz is in the lineup, I definitely will play him for sure. Uh, I like Karloff, Don, uh, Donaldson, um, and Sanel. Um, those are like the, the main guys I would definitely target for sure, and Jorge Polanco as well um, on the twin side. Yeah, Kirloff, if he bats fourth or fifth here, Garver got um, hurt in the game on Tuesday. So if he's out of the lineup, I, I think Kirloff does bat like third or fourth here. Um, so I think overall the Twins, definitely a stack that I like. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd use them as like a full five-man stack, but I think a three or four-man stack here for the Twins definitely makes a lot of sense with Harvey pitching. And then on the Baltimore side of things, I mean, you know, Dominic is not a guy that's going to blow the ball um, by anybody. So uh, I think if you're wanting to play some of the cheaper bats here for Baltimore, I think they're very much in play. Um, Mancini's expensive, but if you're playing like Mullins and you're playing Franco and Galvis and Santander, like if you're attacking these cheap bats, you can get Mancini so easily that it doesn't really matter. So I think Baltimore is another team that like, I don't know if I'd five man stack them, but I definitely could see like a three or four man stack. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, and I will also throw a, a Galvis in there too. If he's in a lineup, I think he's someone that you could use tomorrow too as well. All right. We got Tampa going into New York, um, McCallahan against, um, Montgomery. This game's currently sitting at eight and a half total. The Yankees, a one twenty six favorite. Um, any interest here in McCallahan? I mean, I kind of maybe maybe in GPPs. I know like seven point six k is a little bit of a steep price to pay. I get on DraftKings, but I, I think well, on a, on a two pitcher side, I think that he can uh, this this lineup. Yankees, even though they have a lot of power and it hits what that hits really well, I think they still have some strikeouts um, that he could possibly get to a little bit. So I don't mind getting to a little bit of of, of McCallahan, but not a whole lot. More so for GPP player, though, in my opinion. Yeah, my problem uh, with McCallahan is just pitch count. I don't—he hasn't broke 100 or 80 pitches yet this season, and I don't expect him to go too deep into the game. The Yankees 
overall this season have struck out a lot against left-handed pitching, even though they can go very right-handed heavy, they they've struck out a lot. If we knew McCallahan was going to get like a hundred pitches at 7,600, I think he'd be very much in play, but we saw him throw his best game of the season last time out against Kansas city and they only let him go 63 pitches. So, I mean, I just don't trust the pitch count and even on an eight game slate, with very limited pitching options, I still want to be kind of careful um, on playing a guy that's only going to get 80 pitches. And then Jordan Montgomery on the other side, this is a guy that has put up some big games this season, including a 30-point game against this team, uh, you know, including a – I think he got blown up by this team too um, to start the season. Up. He got blown up. Yeah, he got blown up. Then he put, went and pitched a decent game against them. So, um, and then went on to have a phenomenal game against them. Yeah, so, I mean, the range of outcomes are very wide here. Tampa is one of the highest strikeout teams against left-handed pitching in baseball. We are looking at an eight-game slate. Montgomery's 9,300. Don't love the price, but I like the matchup, and I like the, the opportunity to score over 30 because we honestly don't have a ton of pitchers that can do that on this slate. I agree. Um, I agree with that whole sentiment. I don't like the price a lot. Uh, I can't. I, I really don't, but with the way pitching is, I think he's a good option, someone that we're going to have to probably consider t- tomorrow or today. Um, bats in this game, as far as Tampa goes, I mean, a Rose arena against the lefty is always fine. Zanino against the lefty is always fine. Um, but that's really it. Like this seems very left-handed heavy and I, I don't like lefty lefty matchups and Jordan Montgomery is a lead against left-handed hitters too. Um, that's why he has the opportunity to pitch so well here because they are, they're going to have Lau and Meadows and, Wendell and Kiermaier in the lineup likely um it just depends on like if Phillips and Troy plays too so um I'm not gonna go out of my way to play Tampa bats in this game yeah I, I agree with the sentiment there I don't, I don't think Tampa is gonna be a top target they, they're gonna be someone maybe to get um maybe just if anything a mini stack honestly tomorrow that I'm gonna probably be on a little bit so I, don't, I like playing sometimes you know the opposite side of games so of a pitcher that um has a well, has he has a wide range of outcomes, so he we've seen them where they could possibly have a good game. So I like doing that a little bit, mixing it up. Um, and obviously, the Yankee bats, I um, uh, I, I know you, I know you didn't speak about them yet, but I, I love the Yankee, Yankee bats tomorrow. Um, they're probably, I, I can imagine them being probably one of the highest home teams targeted on a slate tomorrow, but um, for a good reason. But they have to also be careful because they do strike out a lot. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees are definitely in play. The the only issue that I have with both sides' bats in this game is, like, we have two of the better bullpens in baseball. And we have two managers that have no issues going to the bullpen early. Um, so, I mean, that that's always where it's tough to, like, stack against good bullpens is because you really need, like, McCallahan to get crushed in the first, like, three innings for your stack to have the bad part of the Tampa bullpen. Um, because if it's like a one or two run game, you're getting good bullpens on both sides. So, I mean, that's where I'm hesitant a little bit to play the Yankees, but I mean, it's a four game slate. It's in Yankee stadium. It's a good hitters ballpark. So like everything lines up to definitely getting some exposure to the Yankees here. Oh, sorry. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Sorry. I, 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 but no, I agree with that whole, um, the whole, that, that, that in general. I, 
I like to me though on the Yankee side, I would just like mainly target more guys like like honestly probably like DJ guys I know that can get the ball in place like DJ LeMayu is someone I would definitely target a lot more um, as far as even if I go, go with a few one-offs in this game um, or that instead of a whole stack, uh, he's someone that I'd, I'd like have high on my radar tomorrow for sure. We got Miami at Toronto. This game's currently sitting at an eight and a half total. Toronto's a 146 favorite here. Pablo Lopez against Alec Monoa. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? I mean, what's his price at? He's at 10000 tomorrow. I mean, granted, the park is a little bit of a better upgrade for sure. Um, but I I, um, I have a little bit. <laughs> he, he's going deep into games the last two games, seven innings the last two um, two times to play against the Philadelphia, with the Phillies and against the Mets. Um and the ZRA is at 2.71. I, I don't mind it for sure. But 10K is a steep price to pay, even though I know the park is a little bit better from um, from a Toronto perspective from what they were before at the beginning of the first two seasons. I mean, the first two months of the season. Sorry. Yeah, they've gone from Tampa to Buffalo. Um, I know I said Tampa on the podcast yesterday. I forget who tweeted me. I'm going to look it up really quick because I like giving people shout outs when they, you know, they get me. Um, it was... Random poker guy. Um, I appreciate you <laughs> tweeting me. Um, yeah, so they're done with the Florida park. They're up in Buffalo. It's still a hitter-friendly ballpark. It's not a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, plays much nicer than the Tampa ballpark. The thing that's, like, super interesting here about Pablo Lopez is he's really good against righties. 32% K rate, 267 Woba against righties uh, since the start of last season. This lineup is very right-handed heavy. Um, so I could see Lopez pitching well. I hate the price tag of 10K. I think that's the biggest like drawback to taking a shot on Lopez here. Um, Alec Manoa on the other side of this game is my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, I was very impressed by the start against the Yankees. Talked about him in depth last time he was going to start. The game got rained out, and he pitched the next game against the Yankees and absolutely dominated in 88 pitches. Um, this is a very, very high-prospect, talented pitcher. Um, you know, I think this is – he's top five in the Blue Jays organization, and they have one of the better farm systems in baseball. So I think this is a great spot for him going up against Miami. I expect him to be really popular, especially putting up 29 fantasy points in his first game. And honestly, I'm still gonna play him. I agree. Um, I agree with that. Like against Miami too. Um, even though Miami's been been they not have been good, good this year as they were last year. There's a lot of strikeouts in that lineup of all up and down it. And and I, I think he's gonna think he's at the top player in the slate as far as pitching wise. And that price at 8,200 is not a bad price to pay for him, especially on uh, on FanDuel and on on I mean I mean on DK on FanDuel at 10K with his, his being that most expensive pitcher. I mean you got Walker Bueller and Renee coming up later in the arm that we have that we haven't talked about yet, but he still might be worth paying paying top dollar on, on FanDuel too, just for that reason alone. And and like you said, his upside. Yeah, I think he could potentially be lower owned on FanDuel with Bueller there. Um, Bueller is a fine option. We're going to talk about him here in a few minutes, but I, I think 
like I said, I think this is a great spot for Alec Manoa. Um, I have zero interest in the Miami bats. There's, I think six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 25% against righties. So, I mean, this is a guy with big strikeout stuff. I'm going to pass on these bats here. I agree. I, I don't like anyone from the Miami side tomorrow. Um, I'm probably going to just full fade him and eliminate him from my, my player pool tomorrow. Um, I just don't see a reason to get to him at all. Um, on a tor- Sorry, I'll talk about the Toronto side real quick if you don't mind. Cause Go ahead, like, man. Talk about I, him. I kind of like some of uh, – I like some of the bats, even though I know Pablo Lopez has been pitching well, but I think at that price, he's a little bit too high. So um, they, this is just their good GPP team to target. I think they're probably going to be um, less owned than what they should be, to what they should, a little bit less owned than what I think they should be tomorrow. Um, but throughout the whole lineup, Marcus Simeon, I think he's going to be there. Teoscar Hernandez, if, if he's placed, if he's in the line tomorrow, which I think he will be, and Gary, uh, um, those are like some of my top plays that I love from the from that team tomorrow for sure. I mean, they should be low owned. I don't have a ton of interest in Toronto. It's more of, I just respect Pablo Lopez against righties. So Vlad is just, he's ripping the cover off the ball right now. Um, He's in play every single day. So I completely understand and understand why uh, you like it. I'm just, I'm a little iffy. It's not like we're getting a discount. Um, And I don't think Pablo Lopez is going to be chalk at 10 K. So like, that's where I run into problems. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be chalky either at the, at the price of 10K, but I was like, I, I think some of the bats are just good contrarian pieces. Like, even like even if he's in a lineup, which I think he will be Telez, Rowdy Telez, I think he, he can definitely do some damage against Pablo tomorrow. All right, we got Washington at Atlanta. It's John Lester against Drew Smiley. The two crafty lefties facing off here. It's a nine and a half total. Atlanta's a one fifty one favorite. Um, any interest here in John Lester? Ooh. No, I just can't play him. Um, he's not. He hasn't. Obviously, we know he's a lot older, but he hasn't looked the shell of himself at all. I, I, he, this is a full fade for me tomorrow. Yeah, I have zero interest. Um, Lester is a pitch to contact guy. Good against lefties. Terrible against righties. Acuna, Riley, Albies, Swanson, Contreras, all righties. I'm going to pass on Lester here. Um, any interest in Drew Smiley on the other side of this game? Honestly, I I do a little bit, but not a lot. Um, I know he and MX had a good games against them. The first two outings uh, or decent games, and that's seven two at seventy two hundred on DK. It's a it's a fair price, um, but. This Washington team can get hot, um, so I'll, I'll, I'm not. I'll take some shots from the GPPs for sure, but um, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to him. Probably get to him, I'll say maybe like ten to fifteen percent tomorrow. Yeah, my issue, and I, you know, I said this with Max Reed yesterday. Max Reed's a good real life pitcher. Washington just doesn't strike out very much against left-handed pitching, and. I mean, when you're putting the ball in play, obviously you're relying a lot on like BABIP and stuff like that. So I just struggle playing Smiley in this spot. 7,200 is not a terrible price tag. Maybe you take some shots if you're playing um, a large field tournament and you're just trying to take it down. He put up 20 against this team earlier this season. There's no reason that he couldn't do it again. Um, I think he's boom bust. And I think Washington is a somewhat interesting team to kind of look at here because, you know, obviously you got Trey Turner at the top and you got Juan Soto, 
But I mean, the rest of the stack is really, really cheap. And there's some good pieces like Josh Harrison, 3K at second base, batting probably second here. I mean, I think Washington's a team we could look at, you know, again, maybe like a secondary stack um, on this slate. I agree. I agree with that. Um, it's to me, I, 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 know, I know the secondary stack, but you can think also maybe consider as a as a as a main stack too. Definitely, um, always consider any team as a main primary stack. But um, Washington, this been I think they're just coming along a little bit better at the right time now. The season two, hitting the ball really well as um, the past couple of games. Um, I I definitely could see myself getting to them for sure. Uh, Atlanta, they're probably one of my favorite stacks in the slate. John Lester is a pitch-to-contact type of guy, especially against righties, and this lineup is stacked at the top. Um, I could see Atlanta hanging a crooked number against John Lester and Lester not even making it out of like the third or fourth inning here. I can definitely see that, and I wouldn't be surprised. They're, they're probably going to be the most chalkiest stack tomorrow. Um, Ronald Acuna, there's no reason to not love him. Freeman, this, this Albies, everyone up and down the whole line of Riley. Um, just name some, just names a few of them. But any one of those guys could could is, is going to probably much be in my line tomorrow, um, for sure. Um, and uh, who do I? This one guy I think that's all down here that I did like a little bit. If he's in the lineup, where is he? Sorry, I'm trying to find him. Uh, talking about Amante at two K. Yes, sorry, <laughs> I was trying to go. Yeah, you're good. But yes, I, I I think he's a, a fantastic play tomorrow if he's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, he should be in there. He's kind of filling in right now for Ozuna. Ozuna on the IL with the, I think he got arrested and he had like the finger issue. Uh, so he has a lot going on. Uh, Ozuna does right now. So Amante got called up. He was in the lineup um, the last two days. So uh, another guy, like like you said, he she could potentially crack the lineup here. And I mean, he just hit six um, yesterday against a, a righty. So mm-hmm. with a lefty on the hill, maybe maybe we see him hit in a decent spot again. So I like that call. Good call. Uh, 6K or 2K is is very, very nice on an eight-game slate. Boston at Houston. We got Pavetta against Valdez facing off in this one. Um, this game's currently sitting at a nine total. Houston's a 128 favorites. Um, any interest here in Nick Pavetta? Mm, I, have, I have some interest, yes. Um, even though I know Houston is playing a little bit, have been playing a little bit better. Um but uh, it's just going to be. It's, I'm going to have. To, I'm going to gauge it tomorrow based on the ownership and see how they, how honestly people are feeling about Houston tomorrow. But I definitely have some interest in Nick Pavetta for sure, even though his ERA is a little bit high. But uh, and but he has the strikeouts I think for this matchup where he can um, succeed in this in in this matchup. Sorry. I mean, he shouldn't. But Garrett Richards shouldn't have succeeded on tuesday and he is houdini out on the hill so why can't nick pavetta be houdini um on a normal slate uh, man i can't pay 8700 for not for nick pavetta i'm a red sox fan i watch these guys way too much and i mean nick pavetta has had some good games this season and he is certainly somebody that can pay off 8700 but it's so hard for me 
to watch the hard hit and fly balls that this guy gives up um, and want to roster him. So team bias, a hundred percent. I'm not even going to like try to hide it, but this dude has a 26% K rate on the season. He just gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, so you're really just kind of hoping that hard contact is at somebody if you're playing Nick Pavetta in this spot. But I mean, it's not like we have a ton of pitchers on this slate to choose from. I keep writing everybody off, but I mean, sure, maybe maybe Nick Pavetta's in play more than I let off. But uh, Valdez on the other side, I mean, this is a lefty facing the Red Sox. They got a, a lot of righties that they can throw at him. Valdez is decent, man. This guy's good. Um, he's a guy that it's like, all right, you know, 7,800. Maybe there's some upside here. Um, 72 pitches in his first start after coming back from a fractured finger in spring training, like, 85 is probably close to what we could see here for Valdez. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, I mean, he's definitely a better play. What is this price on FanDuel real quick? Sorry. I know he's definitely a good player on uh, on DK. And Valdez, I mean, uh, do you think he's going to go into where he could be get the quality start on FanDuel? Because I don't, I don't know. I mean, second game back, six innings. I, I don't know how they're gonna really work him into it like that because of his hand. Well, how do you feel about that? I think it's a little risky to get the quality start. Um, I think he gets eighty-five pitches max. Yeah. So, yeah, and especially against the Boston Red Sox in that lineup. Honestly, I, I personally don't think I can play him tomorrow. Um, I might want to even I know the price is, is good on both sides and we're limited with pitching a little bit, but I don't think he's someone I can consider tomorrow just because of the matchup and again he's going against Boston. Um Boston bats, what do you like here for the Red Sox? I love the whole lineup up and down. Um uh I definitely love uh obviously JD Martinez, uh both uh, Devers. Bogars, those are some. Those are definitely some of my favorites for sure. Um, I even do. I do like getting a little bit to somewhat, somewhat at the bottom of the lineup too as well. Um, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Paulinic. Um, if he's going to be Kevin Paulinic, if he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow, I don't mind taking a shot at him for sure. Um, and, and he's a catcher, and we always like to stack your catchers. I don't know, Stevie, with your lineups, but I think he's someone that, that I think can uh, be really good tomorrow. And I also do like uh, the block. Uh, yeah, the black. I like him a lot tomorrow as well. Pretty much the Red Sox, I think they, they're they a good team. I think to target in tournaments, uh, mini stack, full stack, any way you want to stack them. I, I, just, I just love them. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, 3,300. Um career very very good against lefties throughout his whole career kiki hernandez should bat lead off he's 3900 and obviously if you're stacking the red sox you better have jd martinez in there and xander bogarts so cheap pieces to build around the two like key pieces um i mean devers is somebody that is i guess in play but he's kind of expensive and valdez i mean he's not typically a guy that gives up a lot of power to lefties and Devers is kind of bad against lefties, and by kinda, he's bad against lefties. So, um, just kind of being nice. Uh, what do you like here for Houston? Houston, um, I like, I like getting to like some of the like the the mid range players from them. Like, um, even though I know we got Bregman and Jose Otuve up top of the names, but I like Carlos Correa 
Gariel. Um, those are like the two players I'm looking at a little bit. Um, and I do if if Kyle Tucker is in the lineup, I I definitely like getting to him for sure. He's been playing really well lately. Um, I think that can continue for sure. Oh, man, I think Houston is a stack you want to have some exposure to just because how much Pavetta gives up hard contact. There's a lot of power in this lineup, and they're not a typically like big strikeout team. So Tucker has been hitting the ball really well. Alvarez is back. Um, plenty of bats here for this Houston team to you know take Pavetta deep. So I definitely don't mind stacking Houston here. Uh, Tucker's still 3,500. Alvarez is 3,900. Um, this stack's actually pretty cheap overall. Yeah, I agree. It, it's very, very cheap, and that's why I think I think they're gonna be targeted a lot just because for some fact of that they're gonna be cheap tomorrow. And and we don't really have a lot of pitching options so far. So I can see people honestly um, using the strategy of playing like some maybe taking some chance on some pitching and playing the cheaper pitchers and trying to spend up on some of the stacks. So maybe they might get lost in the shuffle. We'll see. All right, we got Texas at Colorado in cores. This game has a 10.5 total. Colorado's a 112 favorite, which is pretty much a pick em. Uh Sensatella, Jordan Lyles. Um, any interest here in Jordan Lyles? Uh, no, uh, not at all. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. I can't do it. No, no, I'm just saying I can't do it. <laughs> so I mean, L- yeah, Lyles is a really low strikeout guy. He, he struggles with command, walks guys, gives up a lot of hard contact. I know the Rockies lineup's not great. And I get that, but I still don't think this is a spot that you can do it um, by any means. I, I just I'm, – I'm out. I'm out. Um, the other side of this game, I mean, Texas kind of stinks, but Sensatella is not great. I mean, Marquez is working out right now, knock on wood. Um, but Sensatella is a 13% K guy. Like when we were talking about Marquez on the podcast yesterday, he's a 23% K guy. It's a big difference. Um, so I need strikeouts when it comes to facing Texas because there's a lot of power in this lineup. So I'm gonna pass on Sensatella. Do you have any thoughts on him? No, I agree with you because, like you said, this the strikeout race what really gets me. Um, and obviously, got you too. So the especially in cores. There's no reason to play someone unless they have to me. To me, I feel like you have to have like a like at least a like at least a 25, 26 strikeout rate for me to consider playing you in course because that shows that you have elite and have some elite, are an elite pitcher or at least have elite um, strikeout ability. Um, as far as the Texas bats go, they're cheap again. Um, you know, Garcia's 5K, but the rest of the stack is just cheap. They're they they weren't as popular as I thought they were going to be on the 14 game slate, but I think they're going to be a lot more popular on an eight game slate at these prices. What's your thoughts here on Texas? I agree, um, especially because it's going to be course field. Everyone's going to uh, want to play that tomorrow, especially on a smaller slate. So, to me, when it's something like this, what I've like sometimes I take I, I don't I don't take stands often, but. I'm going to have a little bit of exposure to this game, but not a lot, honestly. I'm going to try to stay away from this game and target some other games um, just to, you know, try to see if I get out, out beat court field, if, if that makes sense, or it, or, or have a higher projected um, lineup with something else on the slate. Because, like I said, I do like the Boston and, and Houston side. So, Texas, 
you can you can definitely target them. They're they're great cheap stack for sure. Going to be highly pop. Going to be very popular because of course. I'm playing them. (laughs) (laughs) I listen. I I get taking a stand, and I am always all about taking stands. But I'll find like a low owned secondary stack or something to pair with Texas here because Sensatella doesn't miss bats. And when these guys hit the ball, they hit it hard. Um, so the only thing that I will say about the biggest issue with stacking Texas is you got to use all three outfield spots. Um, and I hate doing that. But I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to have exposure to Texas here. Um, the Rockies on the other side of the the ball here. I mean, Jordan Lyle's not a high strikeout guy either. And if Texas is going to be chalk, just go right over to the Rockies. I know they're more expensive, but the Rockies are in a great spot as well. And I mean, the, nobody's going to play them at these prices. They're gonna. They were like less yeah. than five percent owned yesterday. Um, they're going to be low owned again. Yeah, like McMahon five six. Hampson five six, Blackman five four, Tapia four eight. Like the those prices are steep to pay, but like you said, they're 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 expensive. No one's gonna play them. So if if anyone since you're gonna play that side, since you're gonna play Texas side, Stevie, I'm, I'm gonna play the Colorado side more. I'll make sure I have that too a lot tomorrow because I think I think like you said, no one's gonna want to play that. So um, and pitching, I guess when we go back to all the time, it's not really that good tomorrow. So. Um, something I would definitely look at for sure. I mean, there's not really cheap pitchers to make Colorado work. You're you're just kind of taking shots um, on some of these cheap guys that are not great. And, I mean, that's why everybody's going to play Texas instead because we're about to get to two games that have two stud pitchers um, that are very much in play. Uh, so, yeah, two of the probably top three pitchers on the slate coming up. Uh, we got Walker Bueller. Carlos Martinez facing off in LA, taking on the Dodgers, um, St. Louis and the Dodgers. This game is currently at an eight total. The Dodgers are currently sitting at a 240 favorite over there on DraftKings right now. Um, big, big favorites. Um, do you have any interest in CMART? No. I have, hold on. Sorry. I have a, I have a, no, no, I don't. The Dodgers are starting to get healthy, man. Like, I know that um, Bellinger wasn't in the lineup on Tuesday, but, I mean, he's just coming back, and I feel like they needed to give him a day. So it doesn't shock me that he was out of the lineup on Tuesday. Um, this This lineup's getting healthy. They're getting healthy. Corey Seager will be back soon, and like we're just going to be back to not playing pitchers against the Dodgers. There was a time this year where you could play pitchers against the Dodgers because they were so banged up, but that time has passed. Um, don't play pitchers against the Dodgers. And, I mean, Walker Bueller, I know I said Manoa is my favorite pitcher on the slate. Walker Bueller is the best option on the slate. He's going to go out. He's going to cruise in this game. He's going to pitch a really good game. He's going to be probably the highest owned pitcher on the slate. This is a very right-handed heavy team. The dude has a 28% K rate against righties. Um, Walker Bueller should cruise here. Um, should cruise. Like, I don't really have anything bad to say. I agree, um, which makes me love him even more. I'm going to definitely have a lot of exposure to Walker Bueller tomorrow, I think. Um, and and I don't mind eating that type of chalk. Um, and like I said, I'd rather pay um, 
I, I like I, I know people like playing the mid range pitchers too sometimes, but I do like paying up and making sure I have good pitchers in my lineup, especially if they're if we're not having a strong pitching slate because you want to make sure you at least get those get those twenty points, third twenty five, potentially even thirty. Um, and I think Walker Buehler definitely could do that in this spot. I go into every slate trying to get fifty from my pitchers. Fifty. Fifty. I mean. How often do you see winning tournament teams? I don't play cash games. Everybody knows that. How often do you see non-winning turn like winning tournament teams have under fifty combined pan- fantasy points from the oh, pitchers? Com- okay, combined. combined. No, 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 combined. Uh, I, I was say yeah. fifty. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like no, 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 no. Fifty, <laughs> fifty combined. I, I feel like it on days that you can like nail your pitching and get fifty points combined, you have a shot if your bats do anything. There's days that your team's going to score a, a crap load of runs and you're going to have home runs everywhere and you're not going to need those pitchers to do that. But I think most days you're you're trying to target like 50 overall points from your pitcher. That's always what I kind of look at. Like what's winning a tournament right now is Robbie Ray Glass now. 50 point, um, quick math, 50.85. So, I mean, that's it's right along what I'm talking about. So there you go. Um, yeah, so yeah, Bueller's a great play, all that aside. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like, and David Price pitched for the Dodgers on Tuesday, like that game's just getting started as we're doing the podcast now, but that like, he's only going to likely go like two or three innings at max. So they're going to use a lot of the bullpen. So Bueller might even get a, yeah, Bueller might even get a little bit longer of a leash here. We might see 105 instead of 90 for Bueller in this one. So, I mean, everything points to Bueller being good play here. Do you have any interest in the Cardinals' bats? No. I'm not going to play a single card. I, well, I'm, I, I'll probably play like a couple mini stacks, not going to lie, but I'm not going to play them at a high efficient rate I, uh, or, or at all because I don't want to – Take the chance when I know how Bueller pitches. I know he can give. Obviously, everyone can give up a couple hits here and there and, and a few home runs, but I don't think that it's right to target um, these bats in this matchup. Carlos Martinez had his first six strikeout game of the season last time out. This dude has a thirteen point six percent K rate on the season. You got a Dodgers lineup that is just absolutely juiced at the top. Um, I mean, the Dodgers are another stack that you can get off of cores for on this slate. Yep, and that's one of the stacks I'm going to um, really target tomorrow. The whole lineup, um, one through one through eight. Um, I like Mookie Betts definitely for sure. Muncy at the top, obviously the, the, the big name guys uh, with Turner, and now we got Belger back in the lineup too. So um, he's someone I'm definitely going to target. Um, and we have Gavin Lux in the lineup tomorrow, which I think he will be. Um, he's someone I, I I'd love to get at too, um, and even um, Barnes uh, if if he's in there too. That's someone I'm definitely going to be targeting a lot. Um, just just pretty much anyone from the Dodgers on that side. I think they're going to be my my leverage stack that I'm going to be using tomorrow to get off a of course personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just this is definitely a spot that you should be looking at, um, and, and like. I mean, I, I know I say stack the Dodgers almost every single day, but I mean, they're one of the best offenses in baseball and you could pretty much, they're pretty matchup proof. And when you get a pitcher that's not going to strike anybody out, I mean, the Dodgers have to be at the top of the list. Um, so I like them a lot. We finish out the slate with Oakland at Seattle. We got Sean Mania against 
Chris Flexen, eight total. Oakland's a 148 favorite. Um, Sean Manaya, 9,600. You know, you said double barrel. I think these are the top three guys Manoa, Manaya, and Bueller. Um, and I don't think it's really close after those three guys. I agree. I, I agree 100% with you, Stevie. Um, and I'm going to probably have a lot of Shamanaya tomorrow because I think the Seattle lineup, um, they're, 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 yeah, I believe a couple of their players got hurt um, recently from Korea. Kyle Lewis is now on the IL. Um, then you got Moore and Haggard and Haggerty just went into the aisle and White. So to me, it, it's going to be um, pretty much a, a, a team that's not going to that, that probably still hits pretty well, but I don't think that's gonna, that, that hits de- actually probably hits decent, but not well. Um, so Manaya is going to be probably definitely someone I'm going to have a lot of tomorrow as well. Um, probably gonna, I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't even mind using the strategy of playing paying up top. Uh, for Manaya and like a Bueller combination a lot. Don't be surprised if we see a lot of those um, in my lineup tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I probably only play those three guys. Um, I think there's plenty of value to make those three guys work. Texas kind of busting on Tuesday could potentially help with their ownership a little bit on this slate. I doubt it. It's eight game slate and Sensatella stinks. Um, but yeah, I think Sean Manaya. You mentioned the injuries. Uh, like, this isn't a team that's going to be able to throw a whole lineup of right-handed bats out there. Um, they're like, so if they do have like three or four lefties, Manaya has a 38% K rate against lefties since, uh, you know, with this, this season. So, I mean, this is a great spot for Sean Manaya. He should dominate this game. And the thing that I just absolutely love about Oakland is they let their guys pitch. Like he's going to get 90 plus pitches in this game if he's pitching well. And that's, that's what we're looking for. Uh, do you have any interest in flexing on the other side of this game? Um, see the, the price point is six, six point eight is appealing, but I'd rather just, no, I'm not going to even do it to myself entertain it. No, I'll, I'll just get to, I'll just get to, um, um, to get to Shane McCallahan instead at, at a little bit more, uh, pay up a little bit more for that. So, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, Flexen has a 14% K rate since the start of last season. He just doesn't miss bats. He's a pitch to contact guy. He gives up a lot of hard contact. Oakland's not the most amazing lineup, but they're good enough where, you know, you're looking down up and down this lineup and there's six guys with hard hit rates over 45%. Like, that's not a great recipe for success. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to these bats, um, Oakland side? On the Oakland side, um, I'm going to have – I mean, it's, it's flexing. So, you can, you can still target the bats. Um, probably more so you want to target a lot of the um, – obviously the lefties, but um, – you even go, I think, with with the uh, with some of like the good hitting righties in the lineup too, like like Matt Chapman, who probably will be like a little bit lower owned. Um, so th- to me, I like into those type those sort of bats like Olsen, uh, Chapman, uh, Kana, uh, Kana, sorry, not Kana, but Kana, uh, and, and Sean Murphy, like the like the normal guys in, the, in these times that, that hit the ball pretty well. Um, and then even like I said, on a, on, a, on a, like I've always do on the back end. Uh, Pinder, who um, I know was in a lot of the last last time um, um, Oakland played, uh, he's someone I'm definitely going to get to too as well um, and target. 
And then uh, I do like the Oakland mini stack. Like that might be a team that I like try to stack with Texas if they're going to come in low on here. Um, Seattle, I have zero interest. I mean, you could play Mitch Hanniger and, and Ty France against the lefty, but I mean, I I'm not playing anybody from Seattle here. Yeah, I can't either, just because they're not. I mean, I'll play maybe a couple one-offs like Hanniger or or Kyle Seager maybe potentially, but that that's really about it. I don't I don't see myself getting too deep into it. Um, but just taking some shots because you never know. It takes one home run that one guy hits a home run in your lineup and it can be all the, it can make your whole night, especially on a smaller slate. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for Wednesday. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got? Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I already know who your guy is. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, there's only one guy I can really see this doing this, and that's going to be. Actually, no, I'm going to take a chance to say Drew Smiley. All right. Um, I'm probably going to go McCallahan against the Yankees. I think the strikeout upside is there. Um, I don't think it necessarily works out all the time, but I think it could work out once or twice. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top today at pitching? John Lester. I mean, it's way too easy today. Um, way too easy today. I mean, I'm going to go Pablo Lopez because I know I'm not paying 10K for him um, in this spot. I like a lot of these guys. Nick Pavetta would be the other guy that I don't like um, in this range. I do think Montgomery is interesting. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run, and they can't be in course. Let's see. Over, over 4K. I am going to – oh, it can't be a course. Okay. All right. I'm going to go and say uh, Bellinger. I'm going to stick to the Dodgers as well and go Max Muncie. Um, I went all in on Max Muncie on Tuesday, and that game's just getting rolling here. So hopefully it's like he hits one on Tuesday and it keeps it rolling into Wednesday. Um, hopefully he hits four on Tuesday with the way my lineups are shaking out. That would be fantastic. Um, under 4K to get two hits, can't be in cores. Who do you like on the cheap side today? On the cheap side? Yeah. If... Sorry, I'm trying to just find... I'm trying to scroll down a little bit. I, on the cheap side, I... Where is he from that game? I'm gonna say, I I like I'm, I'm gonna stick I'm gonna stick with a little bit of a theme here, I, and uh, I'm gonna go like a little bit of the Dodgers things. I do like the Dodgers a lot tomorrow. I'm gonna use them a lot. I'm gonna go with Gavin Lux. All right, um, give me Jed Lowry, thirty six hundred. Um, I do like Oakland today. Um, stack to score six or more runs again cannot be in course. Okay. Um. 
I'm not gonna say the Dodgers because that's too easy. I'm gonna go with Boston. I like Boston. All right. Um, I mean, so many, so many good options here. I mean, I'm gonna go Baltimore. Robbie Dominic is not good. Pitch to contact guy. I think they're a really low owned, like um, potential breakout and could win you a slate type of stack here. Um, any bets standing out to you here night before? I actually haven't gotten a chance to a betting prop yet, but um, but just from us talking about it, I like the over um, in that Boston-Houston game. I think, All right, yeah. I, I think the over is going to happen for sure in that with the way the pitching is set up. All right. Um, I mean – I kind of like the over in the Minnesota Baltimore game. It's currently at nine and a half. Um, that's definitely one that I'm looking at here. So um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I always have like Monday through Wednesday, I do scores and odds. So if you guys want like the betting picks that I actually like have, you know, good thoughts on like this is night before stuff, but um, yeah, scores and odds.com slash TVTPFL. Uh, it's in the comments of the podcast Monday through Wednesday and the NASCAR picks on the weekend. So check that out. But yeah, I think the one that is standing out to me the, the most the night before Minnesota at Baltimore, nine and a half total. Both of these pitchers kind of stink. I know Baltimore offense isn't great, but man, Dominic is just not a guy that's typically going to dominate a lineup. So um, I'm going to take the over in that game. Dre, it's always fun, my friend. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, take chances tomorrow. Don't, don't, I know I'm not going to say don't play course field, but, but try to be a little bit different. I would say, um, than, than, than playing all course field. And I think you might have some success. Um, cause I think you can still win a GVP without playing it for sure. I mean, the pirates and the Royals have 13 runs and the, it's the sixth inning. So anything is possible. Um, Ooh, it is baseball. Thought. Like it's baseball. I mean, you know, the Phillies put up 15 hits and 13 runs on Tuesday. Like the baseball variance is so high. I, I mean, like anybody that is a part of the NASCAR package knows how much I talk about like NASCAR variance and how high it is. Baseball's right up there too. Mike Trout against the worst pitcher in baseball can still go over four. So, I mean, anything can happen in baseball. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Appreciate everyone listening. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.